Welcome everyone to the third episode of IVPN Voice. Today we're doing things a little differently. We have a host panel for you and we are also introducing a new member in the IVPN Voice family. We have a new lovely host who has wonderful ideas and we'll be introducing her later in the episode. So today it's me, Ahmad, who you're very familiar with by now, and Lean, who you've heard of her before, our content creator. Do you guys want to say hi? Hi. Hi, Lean. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hello, everyone. Do you guys have anything to say to the people before we start talking and introducing our new host? Yes, it's such a pleasure to come back with uh, this uh, kind of episodes, uh, to be honest. Uh, we have a great host today with us. We're very excited to have him with us today. Lean, anything you want to say? Um, yes, I'm so excited uh, to be changing things up. Uh, it's a good change and it's wonderful to be introducing our new host. Exactly. I'm very excited to have Lean on this episode, actually. She's usually doing a lot of background work and just making the beautiful flyers for us. But you'll get to hear more of her today and get to know her as a person. <laughs> um, exactly. So She's that'll be fun. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> our secret soldier. I love that. So our new host, our new member in the IVPN voice family is... Someone you've already heard of, if you're familiar with the IVPN network, we have uh, Serene Shukair from the USA. She's actually the USA ambassador of the IVPN network. Hi, Serene. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be on this episode today, and I'm so excited uh, to join your family and your lovely, lovely voices uh, as well to be part of this IVPN voice. Thank you. We're very, very excited to have you. Um, Serene kind of texted me out of the blue one day and said that she has ideas for the podcast. And it was very timely because um, I was very, very busy with work and I was getting kind of overwhelmed with having to do the podcast as well. So Serene just texts me out of the blue and she says she has ideas. So we have a quick meeting and she just organizes the whole thing in one sitting and shares like a million episode ideas. And she has so much to offer for this podcast and I'm so 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 excited for you guys to hear what she has stored for you exactly. it's going to be so much uh, fun <laughs> so I totally agree with you Mariam and for those who don't know Serene um, I want to challenge everyone here that is going to listen to us if you can keep up with Serene she's super fast and she's always very motivated to be honest right and that, to be honest with you I'm only like IVPN is really the fuel you know, it's just, mashallah, if I listen to it, each one of you, what you guys are doing, what Osama is doing, um, I feel I want to go to the moon. And then, uh-huh. um, if, mashallah, everybody is amazing. So when you are with people who are ambitious and love what they do and brilliant, 
uh, it's like you get the energy out of nowhere and then you just keep going. You feel like you cannot stop. And I'm so happy to be part of this group, um, to let our voices be heard even more and more. Amazing, amazing. So, Sireen, do you want to... Sorry. Ahmed, were you saying something? No, okay. No, I was saying that what you said was inspiring. Yeah, it is, it is. Very inspiring, Sireen. Honestly, we will be, we'll always learn from you. Um, so, do you want to tell the audience a little about yourself? Because um, not all the IVPN voicers, <laughs> if you will, are familiar with all... W- all that's going on with the IVPN network. So do you want to tell us about yourself, how you started in pharmacy, where you are now, yeah. where you see yourself later, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would love to know more about you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll start well. with you. <laughs> one of, yeah, let's start with me. <laughs> um, so I am originally from Lebanon. And I came to the U.S. Uh, for almost uh, 20 years now. Um, I have a great support system uh, with my husband and my family. Um, and they are also the fuel uh, for my uh, ambition in pharmacy. Um, I started, to be honest with you, when I came to the U.S., I was very young. Um, and my English, of course, is a second language. And uh, all my education in Lebanon was uh, French and Arabic, like most of us know that in Lebanon, French is a lot more common at my time. I don't, I'm not that old, though, okay? <laughs> but, uh, so I, uh, I had to learn, actually, English when I first came to the U.S., um, Uh, as an English second language. Uh, I took English second language courses and all of that. So my journey in the U.S. was not, uh, you know, like a piece of cake. Uh, I had to really go through a lot to build my language, build, um, deal with the, um, the, the, you can say, the culture shock. Um, in addition to ensuring that I go through my education as well as having a family and building my own family. Um, So uh, initially, I actually started my career in IT. So I have a degree in uh, information technology. uh, But I always wanted to be a pharmacist when I graduated from high school in Lebanon. Uh, Pharmacy was one of the, the careers and uh, dreams, uh, the dream for me um, when I left uh, Lebanon. Um, but then I thought, oh, well, maybe IT would be a easier route since I'm new to the country and I really don't know how it's going to be. Um, so I took an IT and I studied programming and all of the good stuff. Alhamdulillah, I finished it and I had at that time my daughter. Um, but then I was like, well, you know what? You, you can always uh, do pharmacy, and um, it's never too late. Um, I was 22 at that time. Um, so I was like, it's never too late to start to see if I can do it, because here's kind of, it was very competitive. Like 600 people would apply to pharmacy school, and only 100 would get accepted to the class. Of course, you have to go through all these application processes, and PharmD is a big thing uh, because you know it's it's very competitive. But 
since I knew that um, I'm unstoppable, um, I actually uh, started doing the science classes. So I was like, okay, let's start with science classes and see how it works. Alhamdulillah, I took the chemistry and biology and all of that and English, of course, at that time, even at 22, and I was uh, I was four years in the U.S. Um, I was good in English, but of course, I was better in French and Arabic. Um, but then I worked hard. I had to really, I, I used to actually translate a lot of the um, scientific wording and all of that to be able to be uh, active in class um, and uh, have good grades because you have to have straight A's and all of that. Alhamdulillah, it was, uh, it was a success. I was like, oh, great. Well, it's, that's not too bad. People, of course, around you will be like, oh, pharmacy, it's hard. Oh, you know, you're married. Oh, you know, all of the great stuff that our uh, society have to offer, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I did not listen. Alhamdulillah, I kept going and I finished my farm D. I got accepted, alhamdulillah. It was like we had over 600 applicants uh, to the class. And I was one of the hundred uh, uh, people who got accepted to the pharmacy program in the uh, University of Toledo. Um, I graduated in 2013 with my pharmacy. After I finished, I uh, was I worked actually for a year at a retail pharmacy. That's uh, Walgreens. I feel like I'm in an interview right now and for a job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's always how we start. Uh, so just to kind of give you the that the road for a dream or pharmacy or whatever it is that you want to do, it's not always paved and nice. Um, you really have to fight for, uh, you know, to get to what you want, not only through the school itself, but you will have a lot of environmental factors, family factors, and things like that, uh, that you really have to dig through uh, and fight to be able to get what you want. Um, Alhamdulillah, after I finished and I worked for a year in retail, I was like, well, this is not what I want. Um, I don't think I want to, I want to do a residency. Um, And my kids were older, Alhamdulillah. Um, so I was like, okay, let's apply for residency and see how it goes. And alhamdulillah, I got accepted. Uh, a lot of time when I start something, I don't look at how impossible it is. Um, I actually try it. I, that's my philosophy, to start and try. And if it doesn't work, well, you try. But if it does work, then it's amazing. And uh, always depend on God and because really what's meant for you to happen, it will happen no matter what everybody say and no matter what. And if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Just do your job and do your work. And uh, if you trust God, inshallah, it will happen. Um, Just do your work. And alhamdulillah, I finished residency. I right away, I got a position in an ambulatory care setting. After I finished, well, I did my residency in a acute care setting, in an inpatient uh, setting. It was uh, the biggest hospital here in uh, Toledo. It's uh, 800 beds, uh, Toledo Hospital. Um, it was a challenge. 
Um, but alhamdulillah, it was good. Committed, I wanted to commit to finish that year because I know it will open the doors for me for a lot more options at pharmacy. And uh, I uh, I also started a program, at the, which is the NIT regulation program at the University of Toledo, uh, with my colleague, uh, who both of us, we finished residency at that time, and uh, we started the program and we built a clinic from A to Z, uh, from scratch, actually. Um, policies, procedures, protocols, uh, building relationships with doctors. Um, then uh, this past May, uh, after five years, I was the manager for the clinic, and uh, we had also nurses with us in the clinic and pharmacists. I decided that it's time for a change, uh, for something a bit different. And um, I joined a more inpatient clinical practice in uh, St. Charles Hospital, um, and uh, then IVPN, I saw IVPN and uh, I joined the group and what a lovely, lovely opportunities IVPN have for, uh, for all of us. Um, so, and here I am with you. Amazing. Amazing. Welcome. Um, unstoppable Syrian is what we will call you from now on. Honestly, Yanni, your view on life is so positive and refreshing and encouraging. It's really amazing to see. Um, Can I just share something Sirene told me when we first had a meeting? Um, I was talking to her for the first time ever. And um, I, I told her how I was struggling with managing work and the podcast and things in general and she told me one thing that I always think about she said no matter what you do no matter what job you're doing you will always be stuck with yourself you will always have you so this job can just drop you in a minute but you'll have to live with yourself forever and every time I um, find myself stressing over something or thinking about how stressful work is your words always come back to me. Um, so yeah, what you, what you might not think is a big deal might be a big deal to people. So really, thank you so much for these words. Um, they've stuck with me ever since and they will stick with me forever, I guess. So thank you. Thank you. Now it's my turn to share uh, something that happened to Serene also. Really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm blushed here. (laughs) No, no, really, uh, to be honest, uh, some stuff are uh, remarkable in our lives. Um, For the past two weeks, I passed through uh, some hard times. And um, I don't know how it came up, but I opened up to Serene. And she was uh, there 100% to, to help me and support me. And what she said the two minutes ago that when you believe in Allah, in Allah and everything will work out. And she told me something that um, I read every day in these times, to be honest, that the percentage of passing through hard times and staying alive is always 100%. So that uh, we don't lose hope. Uh, that yes. was really inspiring to me, Sarah, to be honest. Oh. Amazing, Serene. Amazing, amazing. Lian, did um, Serene change your life also? <laughs> Actually, uh, um, going to be. yeah, she might be, and uh, hearing this is making me actually excited to see what she will give me from her wisdom. 
Usama actually, he gathered us all here um, for a reason. Um, and yesterday, actually, Ahmed Badr, yesterday, Usama said something in the uh, IDP near student in the yeah. webinar. He said something, it was like, exactly, you know, that's why I feel like every time I hear this guy, I feel I want to go to the moon. You feel like um, he, he didn't said, achieve anything yet in your life. <laughs> Seriously, mashallah. Um, he's so talented, and that's why we are here together. And uh, he mentioned something, and, um, and when I left uh, my recent job, um, it was a big change. So he mentioned something. He was like, don't be scared to leave. If you're not satisfied, if you're not happy, don't be scared to leave. Um, you're not a tree. And when I left my recent job, uh, it was so scared initially because it was stable. I was in management. It's like, okay, great. Life is good. But then I wasn't happy. Um, and I told myself, I was like, no, I'm going to be stuck with myself for the rest of my life. So I need to be happy. Um, and uh, that's what I try to, you know, like, with Mariam and I talked to Ahmad, you really, you make your own happiness. Don't really wait for a job to make you happy. And what Usama mentioned, don't be scared to leave. Really, if you're not happy at your job and you don't think that you're giving it your fullest and you're not ambitious anymore and you feel like it's just destroying your ambition, leave it. It's fine. Allah will send you something better. And, um, Always know your worth. Your worth, you make your, you know, it's not how much money they give you. It, you know, oh, I will give you whatever, $100 an hour. Uh, that means you're worth $100 an hour. No. You make your own worth. And then when you decide to leave a job and you don't know exactly what's waiting for you, um, you decide at that point how much you actually worth. So before everyone starts crying, <laughs> let's... No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like things are getting yes. too emotional here. Oh no, no, no. Let's, let's have fun. So let's let's let's, let's let's have fun with the process. Yeah, let's lighten up the mood a little. I thought of a question when um Serene was talking. So how did you find IVPN? This is what I want to know. So do we start with Lean? Lean has been quiet. Um, How did okay. you find IVPN? Yeah, well, it found me, I think. Ooh, I Ahmed okay. Staying with this. Okay. <laughs> um, so Ahmed contacted me, I think, in late October. I'm not sure. And he was wondering if uh, I could um, make some designs for the podcast. I really didn't know about IVPN before. Um, so he mentioned it to me, he made me read about it, so if I had any questions if I, or if I was interested, I would uh, just let him know. And actually, it's uh, it was very interesting. So I got the chance, I said yes to everything, and I'm totally in. And I think Ahmad knew, uh, heard about me from um, his friends from Jordan here, um, because I was doing a design for a symposium. So I was the designer for the symposium and um, it caught him, I think. Exactly. So yeah. yes, technically IVPN found me. 
Yeah, we discovered talents. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yes, it's objective of IBBN. Discover, empower, and make them visible. Amazing. And yes, Ahmed. <laughs> Ahmed, our great communicator. Ahmed, how did you find IBPN? Well, actually, I met Dr. Osama two years ago. Okay. Uh, he was a guest at our at our Lebanese Symposium for Farmer Students. Mm-hmm. And as usual, Dr. Osama wowed everyone in the symposium. So we kept on a great uh, a bridge between me and Dr. Osama for the next two years. And uh, he, once we were talking about the uh, Mediterranean Symposium that will happen in Lebanon, and he was coming as a guest speaker, but then it didn't work uh, because of Corona, etc. Uh, so later on, he contacted me about IBPN and about the opportunities, and etc. So I was very excited. But uh, when I, uh, I entered IBPN and uh, got to know people like you guys uh, and uh, the, the rest of the readers ambassador, it shifted my... Uh, my vision in life. I always wanted to be in the, the university, uh, in the business uh, field of uh, pharmacy, and being part of pharmaceutical companies and etc. But what, uh, when I came part of IBPN, I shifted my perspective to the clinical one. And uh, seeing a such support system in the family, like what happened with Serene and Mariam and more uh, of the IBPN family, uh, it gives great support for anything that you want to achieve within your professional life and personal life uh, also. Amazing. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Your turn. So, I... <laughs> my turn. Okay, I'll try to make it short and I'm mm. not going to make you cry, I promise. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I, we, always, we always smile no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, uh, I met Osama uh, when I was uh, in mid-year. I didn't meet him in person, okay? Uh, in mid-year, uh, that was back in 2014, I think. Um, so uh, I met someone uh, from Saudi Arabia. In, in mid-year, I was happy. Oh, mashallah, I'm a hijabi girl, you know, in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and so I approached her, where are you from? Started chatting. And then she told me, yeah, she's here. Um, she's a resident. She's, uh, I think she was in, um, in uh, she was also a resident uh, in King uh, Faisal you know, the Hospital, I think. I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure. I don't remember. But anyway, I was like, oh, so how's the job market there? And she's like, well, you know, Cleveland Clinic is uh, hiring and you're here interviewing people. Um, I was like, oh, really? And then she told, mentioned Osama Tabbar. I never heard of him. Um, so I did, uh, I looked him up and, um, um, I did, I wasn't able to even apply during that period of time. Um, it was like by the end of mid year, they already finished uh, their interviewing and all of that. It was like the last two years. Then after I left mid year, I emailed him. Um, and I was, I mentioned to him that I'm interested in job markets in the UAE, you know, what, what they have to offer. And then at that time, I interviewed uh, for Cleveland Clinic, um, but because of family um, here, I wasn't able to go at that time. Um, but I kept in, ta- in contact with him over the past uh, seven years on LinkedIn, and um, and when I knew he is leaving, uh, you know, Cleveland Clinic, I was so, you know, upset. Not upset, but I was disappointed because my one of my plans really to go go and work with him. 
And then when I emailed him, um, he mentioned at that time, he's like, well, wait. And I told him, you know, I wish you didn't leave. I didn't want to work with you at, the, at some point, inshallah. And then he, after a month later, he mentioned that he was going to be, uh, you know, working more with IVPN. I kept in contact and he texted me, hey, do you want to be the USA ambassador? I was like, of course, that would be great. And then, um, and since then, yeah, so that's basically my journey with Osama. I've never met him in person. But for some reason, you feel there is a connection. And um, he's always, he's so, in, and he has so much inspirations um, for a young pharmacist uh, that you feel like you want to keep, you look at him as your mentor. Um, True. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, so. uh, allow me to share um, a weird story that happened with me. Uh, I was planning to pursue my studies in, in Canada at some point, but it didn't work well. But what happened throughout that process, uh, someone contacted me on LinkedIn saying that what I was doing with IBPR, etc., was um, really great and with association and much more. So he was planning to help me to come to Canada. So uh, we called and we started uh, talking, etc. He told me about his baby steps that he took to achieve his goals. Um, uh, so my, my main question was, who helped you achieve what you want? Okay, so I, was, I thought that he did it all by himself. So I told me there was someone, my dad is a good friend of him, he lives in UAE. Oh my God. Uh, I didn't cross my mind that, that would be Osama. So uh, when he told me Osama Tabara also. Oh my God. Uh, Osama, <laughs> he's everywhere. Exactly, he's everywhere. He's to be everywhere. He knows everybody. Uh, so um, that's exactly what you said. He inspires people. And you really think that you know, he, we are all a family around him and he's mentoring everyone to succeed. Yesterday in the webinar, when I um, introduced Dr. Osama, I didn't talk about his title or his success stories. I shed the light on the success stories that he created for everyone around him. Amazing. And I guess that's enough. Amazing, amazing. So if uh, our audience doesn't know, Ahmed um, started a new IVPN listserv focused on students. So you can always... Go subscribe to that if you are an interested student who would like to get inspired, as Ahmad would put it. Hello, I'm a student struggling. I need help. <laughs> help Lee and Ahmad. Please. Uh, which year are you in Lee? Fifth. Fifth year. Uh, Farm D or uh, the normal? Farm D. Farm D. Farm D. Uh, good job Farm choosing Farm D. Yes. Yes. I graduated BP Farm and I... I can't imagine myself continuing studying. So when Serena was talking about IT, then, found, then pharmacy, then PharmD, then residency. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, that's a lot. But PharmD opens up yeah. a lot of doors. So, Lean, you will have a lot of options. A lot to play with, I think. It's maybe why I chose it, actually. Yeah, great, great. Very proud of you. Best of luck to you, Lean. You. Um, yes, Lean. Yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> Does anyone want to hear my IVPN story or should I yes, just... Yes, yes, <laughs> we didn't hear yours. Yalla, um, so I actually met Osama Tabbara when I was doing an internship at... I didn't want to name the hospital, but we've the cat's out of the bag. So um, I did an internship at Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi and that was my first time working with Osama Tabbara. I have had actually met him before when he came to visit our university and the first time he came, 
he was giving a talk and students were not paying attention. People were being loud when someone was talking. So Osama came up to me for some reason. I have no idea. There were so many people sitting in that place. But Osama came up to be to me and told me, um, shouldn't you be able to, you know, calm down the students a bit so they, they can hear the, the speaker? And I was so confused. I'm like, why is he speaking to me? I'm scared. <laughs> Wow. So, so um, we started talking. I apologized. We tried to calm the students down. But, you know, students in a big uh, auditorium, you can't really control anyone. Fast forward into my interview for my internship. I walk in and Osama actually reminds me of that incident. It's like, remember when I was there at your university and people would not stop talking? I'm like, yeah, it was actually me who you spoke with. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Right? <laughs> so yes. uh, we talk about that for a bit. And then I end up working with him, uh, under him, for six months. And for an intern, a lowly intern, if you will, directors never really look at you. You're never given much attention. You're just, you just have your preceptors and you do your work and then you leave, right? But um, yeah, exactly Osama right. is super, super involved. He always sat down with us. And that's it. The Zoom meeting cut us off. So we're going to leave it there and come back next week for part two of this roundtable where I continue my story and we talk about more fun things. See you next week.